The Barwon Heads Football and Netball Club and the Beach House at Barwon Heads are very proud to bring you a special episode of The Tree on the Wing called The Day on the Hill. The 2020 season completely abandoned and the 2021 season severely hampered and then abandoned after a crowdless first week of finals, the faithful who attend the hill have had few opportunities to gather in the past two years. However, COVID restrictions were lifted for long enough in November of 2021 for the club to hold a special event where the members were invited to gather in numbers on the hill for an afternoon's chatting. The club took the opportunity to include the senior netball and football presentations for the truncated 2021 season. Our friends from the Beach House, Tom and Brian Andrew, introduced their new brewing venture to the footy club community. The sun shone on the hill for the entire afternoon and a huge crowd of old and some new faces gathered. The Tree on the Wing podcast was there to capture the essence of the day and we caught up with a few of the key people who will take the club into its centenary celebrations in the 2022 season. We hope you enjoy our conversations from the day on the hill. G'day everybody and welcome to the Tree on the Wing. I am Teddy Donnell and I am coming to you from the hill at the Bowen Heads Footy Club. You may hear that there's a few people here. We are standing here looking at the Tree on the Wing and there's a few gathered because today is a a bit of a special day. It's the day on the hill organised by the footy club to get us all back together. I'm joined by my uh, temporary, very short-term co-host, Oh, oh, sorry, I did say very short. Yeah, then. I, don't think I, I did hear the word that. short, Teddy. Co-host, well, Mitchell, g'day, well, how are you going? Yeah, good, Teddy, and I've uh, been picked up again in the pre-season draft until Nipper turns up. Standing here, one thing too, Teddy, it looks like the tree on the wings had a little bit of a haircut through the recent storms. Yeah, that storm, she took, took one of the bigger branches down and uh, I think she's a little bit the worse for wear. We posted on, the, uh, on our Facebook page about that. I was going to grab the limb to put together a bit of a trophy, but she was a bit large to fit fit over my shoulder so hopefully it's I think it's still there so I might drive around there later and see if I can get a bit of it. We're joined also by one of the people who's grown up at our footy club. You well I wouldn't say he's say, grown up, he's been here since well, he's he was been born. Since he was born, yes. That's probably a fair comment. Tommy Andrew, how you going? I'm good Teddy, how are you? I'm well thanks mate. The reason we've got you over here is because um, this is a day that you've pretty much organised and one of the things that we're doing at the day is uh, we're partaking of a bit of uh, hops and barley, and well, you can probably talk us through all the ingredients. But we're having a few beers from the um, from the Brown Heads Brewery. So, first of all, talk us through the day, and then we might have a bit of a chat about the beer. Yeah, beauty. So, um, like I said, today was just about getting everyone back together on the hill after the year that it's uh, been. Especially, um, took full advantage of. I mean, the space that it is and um, the people that are around the footy club to get back together and have a few beers and have a few laughs and talk a bit of dribble as well. And so, Tommy, talk us through the uh, 
the inception, I suppose, and the idea behind the Bow and Heads Brewing Company, where that sort of idea came from, and uh, how you've got from that uh, that idea in its infancy through to the fact that you're now brewing and producing uh, a couple of beers. Yeah, right. So, as um, most of you know, my father and I uh, had enough of paying for beer, so we thought, why not? Everyone else is doing it. We'll jump on the bandwagon and get involved. Um, but now, all honesty, we've opened up over at the uh, shed in Sinclair Street, Notion Road. Um, Dad now retiring from building, repurposed the shed. Started uh, off pretty small, looking to produce a bit of beer for Beach House in the main streets. And um, as it kind of gained a few legs, it kept growing and growing, and we're bigger and bigger, and uh, already looking at buying a few extra tanks as well. So. Beautiful. So, whereabouts are you thinking, Tommy? You know, in the next few months, where we can wander down the street or uh, internationally or uh, interstate, where are we going to be able to buy a, uh, a Bow and Heads Brewery Company beer? Yeah, so Beach House is definitely the number one place to start off with. Um, two taps, we've got the Draft and our Pale Ale as mm. well. Then we'd be down the road at Style Bar, very, very well-known establishment to you, Wow, I believe. Correct. And, um, and that'll be Kegs, and we're, we're looking at uh, the pub. Joel's going to take us on at the pub in Kegs as well, so that'll be good. Um, and then can so IGA wine shop, you know all the all the good local establishments in Bowen Heads as they say. So uh, available at all good beer shops and some terrible ones. Correct. <laughs> now I do have to ask you about this pale ale, Tom, because I sampled a few of them on Thursday night. At the start of the night, I was told it was 5.4 percent. It moved to 5.9. And at about 10 to 11, it was up to 9.7. It's actually 12.9 today. <laughs> I was talking to your father, who wasn't making a lot of sense at that stage. So. That's normal. Yeah, so, no, very good. So, yeah, you're happy. Oh, look, I'm looking around, and, and Teddy would know we've been around for a little while, and really good to see. I'm liking the fact there's young people here, there's a changing of the guard, there's a new generation of seagulls coming through, Teddy, and uh, we can move into being the anonymous old blokes who just stand on the hill and they go, who the hell are they? Yeah, and, and there was another reason for the day too, Tommy. We haven't been able to have a presentation for the best and fairest and for the trophy winners this year. So I think we're, um, we've folded that into the day as well, haven't we? Absolutely, we have. Boys are upstairs now receiving uh, trophies and whatnot and making a few speeches in front of all the other players and stuff. But uh, no, really big focus on just getting everyone back together, especially after the year we've had. Mark Swinton over there waving. Uh it's yeah. all right. It's all right. We will we, we'll get him on. He'll get his chance. But we usually wait until he's had a few beers because he doesn't make any sense before that. Well, he's and been he down at Style Bar drinking cocktails since 9am. Oh, so. right. I just went upstairs. They did the uh, presentation of the, the second trophies. And one of the interesting things was Andy Walls got uh, played some senior games this year. Played a lot of senior footy before he went over and uh, lived and taught in London. Uh, played some senior games early. Finished in the reserves. I think he just won the most improved for the twos. <laughs> I'm trying to work out how that happened. But anyway, one of those strange things that does occur. Like who's played senior footy and come back to the seconds and he's the most improved. Yeah, correct. <laughs> that's that's local footy well, for you, footy Teddy. Footy clubs haven't changed since I was playing I for this one anyway. Out, and one of the interesting uh, little titbits there, the young BJ, he was equal, uh, equal uh, winner of the reserves you best and fairest with Riley Burke. to plug your son. And then... Well, you've he, just he, been plugging your father. Did you know his other brother? Take that back. His other brother Luke's won it, and his old man won it. Yep. So that's there right. you go. So there's a, I don't know if that's two generations. Is Luke, and, is Luke here today? No, no, he'll, he'll be somewhere floating about. Oh, okay. He'll, was he'll, anyone over five foot eight there? Ah, uh, yeah, I was there. 
<laughs> I, I was standing on a fruit box at the time. <laughs> so just just really good to have the Seagulls back, and I, I think everyone's looking forward to next year, 2022. We'll actually get some footy in, Teddy. You know, the vaccination starting to take hold, and uh, everyone's out and about. Uh, new coaching uh, appointments here. I think everything's going. I, I think we're looking good. The netball's looking good. The women's footy's looking great. So uh, happy days. And uh, look at the Seagulls next year. We might get the Commander-in-Chief on a bit later on and have a chat with him about those sort of things. Yeah. Um, we've got a few to get through, so thanks a lot, Tommy. Um, Tom, you've been a fantastic supporter of the Tree on the Wing. We get down there when we can on a Thursday, uh, Tuesday night and, and do our thing at the Beach House. And now you've brought this place alight. Um, when we haven't been able to get a crowd on the hill and you blokes have brought a crowd on the hill. So thanks very much, Tom. Well done for organising the day. Hope your brewery goes absolutely brilliantly and your father doesn't drink all of the profits. Well done and good luck for the future, mate. Nah, awesome. Thanks for having me, fellas. Thanks, guys. Beautiful. Thanks, Tommy boy. Here comes the sun, and I say, it's all right. So, well, they've done the presentations upstairs, I think, and um, we've managed to grab the, the uh, senior best and fairest out of the crowd. He's just, he's only hasn't been here very long, so he's um, just grabbed his first uh, Bowen Heads Brewing Company ale. He's on the draft. He's on the draft, Not the pale ale. Okay. So... Yeah, so we're joined by Nathan Brown of the Barnett Footy Club in his first year, 1A Best and Fairest, and that's a fantastic effort. Well done, mate. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Um, yeah, that's uh, obviously a very good achievement, no matter where you are, who you play for, or what sport. So um, it's, uh, I guess it's, for me, it's just a bit of a product of me enjoying it down here and getting accepted by the players and the club and, and the town. So, um, I mean, you can't beat playing down here on a Saturday Arvo, can you? So... Um, I've really enjoyed it and um, loved playing here. So, uh, keep a couple of goals along the way and um, win, a good, win some good games. And I mean, it's, good, it's, it's been really good fun. You didn't just win the best and fairest at the footy club, you were a runner up in the league, best and fairest as well. I think you had a fantastic year. Um, and you, you, you touched on it, but you seemed to enjoy it. I really, I really did notice that you were enjoying the, enjoying the place. We chatted early on in the year before. Uh, the season even started at a sponsor's day up at the beach house and I told you that you'd, you'd have a good time and did it live up to it well I sold it as pretty yeah. hot <laughs> no it did and it's um I mean I've only got the taste of it on field we um due to all the stuff that happened this year with the COVID stuff we were unable to have functions and and it was pretty capped in terms of stuff you could do off field and um but nevertheless I loved it um training nights in the rooms after pre-game, all that kind of stuff that counts with the footy club. So, and I mean, even in the watching the reserves go as well as they did, I mean, not losing a game like that's just that's so cool to rock up on game day, seeing the boys well in front, enjoying their footy as well. Just it's really good. So, um, yeah, it's been great, and um, you know, go around next year. I love it, and um, still fairly young. So, um, go around and see if we can have a full year and um, go for it, and see if we can give the Premiership a good tilt. So, so Brownie, one of the features of, of, of this club and the facilities has is where we're standing right now on the hill. So, you know, you've played on the biggest stage and um, 
you know, been at the AFL, been at the G, you know, on, the, on that uh, last day, that one day in September when it's full of 100,000 people. So translate that into a home game here, a battle of the bridge, parochial Bowenheads crowd up on the hill here. What's that like, you know, um, you know, the guys on the field, what do they think of it? What do you think of it? Um, and, and the support that, you know, community footy brings it here in Bowen Heads. Yeah, it's unreal. It's, um, if, funnily enough, you're, you're on the MCG in front of 80,000, 90,000 people. You can't hear anything. It's so loud. And so you can't hear individual voices. And it's just one big blur where you get out here and it's a little, it's a, it's a mini amphitheatre. And you can, the best part about it, you can hear individual voices and you can hear the support. Um, and you can hear when you're not when you're not going so it's well. It's not all as well. support, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome as well. Um, you got to have that passion. That's why it's such a great place. And I mean, yeah, everyone talks about the hill. And I mean, if you have something sacred like this that's attached to the footy club and the footy oval, I mean, it's, that's part of making such a great footy club. So um, lucky enough to play against Ocean Grove here in, in a big battle of the bridge. We didn't go so well that day but I mean just to be involved in a day like that was amazing and the support with the community. It was a great day I was going to bring that up it was it was probably it was our past players day so we were all sort of a lot of blokes here and really enjoying ourselves yeah. and and um sort of we didn't get really interested in the game till about the last 10 minutes <laughs> because all day it looked like we we're going to win it but anyway they they yeah. did really well. Result result aside it was a yeah. high quality game of football. Put the result aside I I Ocean Grove have been terrible for 10 years. They have or, been. And, and it was, I, in my view, it was one of the best days, Battle of the Bridges we've had because they actually brought something. Yeah, they the, did. In the last few years, you know, there's no Geo and the old OGs been just, we could sing it at quarter time a lot of times and we never got to sing it at all yeah. that day. And we, it was just, it was a fabulous day um, for the footy club because there were so many people here. The weather was on. It was just one of those days, wasn't it? You, you actually had a bit of an interaction or some interactions with the hill. You kicked a few goals yourself. Must have been an enjoyable day for you. Oh, fantastic. And, um, yeah, nothing nothing better than marking it in the pocket here, just in front of the, uh, the hill and, and knocking one through and turning around. Um, yeah, and that's why it's such a shame that we weren't able to get that semi-final away, the second week yeah. in the finals against Ocean Grove. I mean, that would have been huge. Would have been it? great for the area down here, and you know, would have been good for us as to get a little bit of payback as well for the year in terms of the context of the season. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll definitely see him again next year, and it'll yeah, be yeah. Uh, just as good. Beauty. So, Nathan, the um, the word on uh, Hitchcock Avenue as well is uh, 2022 might see. Uh, I think is you. Your twin brother Mitch yeah. coming down and having a little run for the Seagulls. Is that correct? Yeah, well, I think everyone here knew it first before I did. But um, <laughs> no, he's. We've, I mean, yeah. We, last time we played it together was when we were 16 years old, and yeah. then he went to Perth to play for the Eagles, and I stayed here in Melbourne. And then, so we've always had that inkling to we we'd see how we go after AFL, and um, we'd love to play together. And I think this is a good opportunity to do that. Um, Mitch's work and that's opened up where he can come down and play. So I think he's um, pretty keen and I think what Cuzza has told me that I think he's already signed. A few boys have already told me he's Beautiful. already signed. Today. So what type of player is he, Nathan? Like, well, you know, obviously you're a, you know, could be a tall defender, but you like playing up forward and entertaining the hill. So similar style or is he is he a mid? Where, where, whereabouts will we see him playing? He's a little bit skinnier than me, so he's got a lot more run in the legs. Um, when he finished up at the Eagles, he went and played Vaffa for St. Kevin's and won a couple of flags there out of the middle. So he played in the midfield and um, just because he's was quite fit and a little bit smaller than big clunky, yeah. stocky truck me, 
Um, but um, he's, uh, we've spoken, he's happy to play anywhere. We, we, we're sort of just happy to play together and hopefully win a flag together. That would yeah. be ideal. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, he'll see where he fits in the team and he's happy to go wherever wherever the club needs him. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And outside of footy, I mean, you know, I came down, Teddy Doherty been here 100 years when I turned up about 30 years ago. And the, the, the thing that I fell in love with was not just the club, but the community and the people. So for yourself, family down here, living here, what's it like being, you know, sort of part of the Bowen Hits community, which I think is a pretty special little part yeah. of the world? No, it's unreal. And... Um, Especially finishing up in uh, footy and, and stuff. My family's originally from Ballarat, and my wife's from Ballarat as well. So we're always going to get out of Melbourne um, when I finish up. So to move here, uh, it's been unbelievable. My wife's got a physio studio studio in in the main street, and and I'm a chippy working locally as well. So it's um I mean, it's fitting in great. The kids are at the school and yeah. um, loving life, and like they're down here most weeks running on the ovals. So um, yeah, I mean that means a lot to me as well. Yeah, I think that's the. Um for me, over the years, the attraction of ballerine footy is it's it's town versus town. You know, it's us v Ocean Grove. It's Torquay have that with Anglesey and in reverse. And there's all these little rivalries. But you, you do you go over to Queenscliff, and they're parochial. You know, we're invading their territory. It's a really it's a really unique you know sort of league for playing footy. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Now, just we'll finish off there, Brownie. I just I just wanted to finish with one thing. I just wanted to thank you. There's a couple of other blokes. I need to thank too. Earlier on in the year, we were playing Anglesey. I think we were third and Anglesey was second. And I saw the team picked on on the uh, Thursday evening and it had had Herbison, Brown and Phelps. Phelps. And I put a thing on Facebook on the tree on the wing and said, that's the best forward line we've ever put on the park. Early crow and we I, came for you. It was you. an early crow and I got, and did I cop a flogging for that? Because a few other people put up a few other forward lines that we've had that were pretty handy. And um, lo and behold, you blokes walked out on a Saturday and kicked 21 goals between you and we won by 100 <laughs> points. So I just wanted to thank you because I, I think you kicked a lazy eight that day. Yeah, no, and, and I mean, that's what's good about this year coming is uh, fully fit Herbie on the park. I mean, we've just got so much more to give yep. next year, so it's going to be exciting. Fantastic. Thanks, mate. Thanks for boys. coming along and no worries, well anytime. done. Good on Cheers. you. Smiles return into the faces. Little darling, it seems like years since it was here. Here comes the sun, here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. We've uh, grabbed another one out of the crowd, and we started off with the senior best and fairest, and now we've grabbed the reserves best and fairest who also happens to be my uh, co-host's son, Brendan <laughs> uh, Bradley Mitchell. Well done, BJ. You won the best and fairest in the seconds this year. You and Riley shared it. Unfortunately, Riley's had to go, but we've grabbed you, and you're going to have a bit of a chat with your dad and me about it. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Teddy. Thanks, Dad. No worries. So, listen, mate, you've been here. I mean, this is the only place you ever played footy. Started in the Oz kick. Well, when you're probably six or seven, all that sort of stuff. So yep. it's been a bit of a journey. What do you think uh, of your time at the Bowenheads Footy Club leading up to now that you're, what, 24, nearly 25 years of age, right in the prime of your footy time? Uh, I've loved it, every bit of it. Um, ever since I was a little tucker running around the Oz kick to yeah, last year, every bit's been so enjoyable. So um, it's 
a shame last year that we weren't able to go on and have a crack at trying to win a grand final in an undefeated year, but it's good in a little way that me and Bergie can take a little bit out of the year and be joint best and fairest. And so what's uh, what's the plans now for next year? Because for the listeners, uh, they probably are aware that the seconds, I think we might have got Teddy. Did we get 14 games in or something? I think so. Yeah, so we, and, and, the, and our twos last year was sitting 14 and zip on top. You know, beat Torquay, beat everybody, and we're looking good. And then obviously we didn't get to get to the end of the season. So anyone already talking about next year? I know Boyo's been re- reappointed the seconds coach. Um, so yeah, I suppose everyone's looking forward to getting something happening again. Yeah, yeah, I think um, even, we'll be even better next year. For the people we've signed and the people we've held on to, um, I think we're going to be a much better side than what we had going out last week, every uh, last year, every week. So that's good to look forward to. Um, the new coach, Daniel, being appointed is good for everyone. I'm sure he'll bring a good culture to the, uh, to the footy club and... It's going to be a very enjoyable year, I reckon. So hopefully both teams can get out there and win a couple of flags. So look, really looking forward to it. It's going to be good fun. Yeah, and you hear though, you know, obviously I believe Drysdale's recruited very, very well. Angle C, so so everyone's going to be, you know, looking to be the, the side next year. I think we'll be in the mix, uh, and we're heading in the right Four. direction. So now, what do you think about the fact taking out a twos BNF? I know you'd won an under 18s one as well, or Colts or whatever it was called back then, but. Your old man won a two's best and fairest, and your brother won yeah. a, a, a two's best and fairest. So, you know, you, you've basically given us a trifecta. That's a pretty reasonable thing, isn't it? Yeah, I've, uh, I've, joined, a, I've joined a good club there. Uh, all we need is Tim and Scott to come back somehow, oh. and uh, we somehow win one of them. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm not sure nah. if that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure if there's anyone else in uh, families who have won even two. We so might have to wait for my grandson, thund- Harry. We'll get yeah, young yeah, Harry yeah. out here and he can have a runner. You stole my thunder a little bit there, Wes. Is Harry standing out taller than you yet? He's six and he's just about got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, give him a couple of years, he'll be towering over both of us. Yeah. It's, not that, it's not that hard. Uh, you touched on you touched on that, that best and fairest and I, you actually stole my, my next question, which was going to be, you've all won a best and fairest. Um, can you just walk us through the year you won the... What sort of a year did the seconds have the year you won the best in Paris? Uh, the twos won the flag. I played six games in the reserves and ended up in the seniors and winning the flag there. So it was a great introduction to Barwon Heads. I know that they'd struggled for many years. 92 under Higo, they built. Great friend of mine, Greggy Caldo, and his dad Dick was the local copper and said, you've got to get out here, this is awesome. And I fell in love with the joint and, yeah, fluked the BNF in the twos. Fluked the game in the ones and got carried by blokes like, you know, Greg Caldo, Jeff Miles, Ant Callan, Dean Roderick, you name them, Timmy Macca, the whole team. They've been carrying you ever since. Yeah, correct. But don't <laughs> worry, I'd dine out of the Teddy and I get better and <laughs> yes, better every yeah, year. The older I get, absolutely have yeah, dined out. The on better the I get, years. the taller I get. Yeah, it's the best two hours of your art, of your life ever. Yeah, and you've ab- dined out on it for 30 whole years. Absolutely. You shared that with. Woody? Yeah, Richard Woody. Wood and I yeah. wanted as well. Yeah, yeah. so Woody, uh, Woody so, and I did. So you and BJ have, have both shared your best and fairest. BJ probably would have, uh, in in a 13-game season, um, where they didn't lose a game. So I reckon weight for age, you're probably, probably carrying the same weight into that yeah. race. What about... Uh, uh, what about Sachi's best and fairest? What, what, where was that I, at? I, I can't even remember. I think it was when Pete O'Connor was yeah. coaching and... I think, from memory, you know, yeah. he was playing some reasonable footy. As you know, Luke, Luke's played about 110 games in the ones. Yes. You know, um, and he, he just had one of those years where he he wasn't really 
training a lot, you know, and he wasn't really, I think, passionate about his footy that year. So training Thursday, just having a friendly run in the twos, but did enough to, to bob up and, uh, and and jagging himself. And I, I don't know whether we maybe fell into the finals. A couple of years under Pete, we, we were finishing it around the fifth position. So, um, yeah, look, it's 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 one of those times. So basically, basically, we've got two blokes here who I'm talking to. We've both dedicated themselves to a season and won a best and fairest, and yeah. another bloke who's just flobbed along, yeah. couldn't give him a fat rat's ass. So yeah. I, I reckon that's the one that I, yeah. I go with. The, well, you know, I don't know if BJ would agree with it. I think Luke's got us covered for talent, so yes, um, by fire, He's yeah. actually the best in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, he's got us well and truly covered. So, look, and I hope, you know, I don't know whether we can do it. He's only just turned 30. Mm. I'd love to see if I can get him back. Yeah. Um, you know, work commitments are work commitments, but if we get him back to train on a Thursday and get him down to have a run in the twos and, you know, maybe put a full stop on his footy career at Bowenheads and, and yep. run out with a with a, a premiership in the in the twos. Unfortunately, he was part of the 2018 team that got rolled, you yep. know, which um, is is all part of the history now. We just yep, got our played right. and coached, I think, on a... On a on, on the on the day that it counted, but uh, it'd, be, yeah, it'd be nice to get him back. Well, I think the one thing Dad's got over both of us is he's got the flag and the me and Luke don't have yet, so hopefully yes. in the next few years I can at least get one and yeah. if we can get Luke back, we can all get on a level well, playing field. Well, we're all hoping so. for you, BJ, because yeah. it is a great thing and you, you probably with the, se- the season you had this year and the probably the career you've had too and the time you've spent at the footy club, you're the, you're the sort of bloke who deserves to come away from your, your time at, the, at a footy club with a premiership. Metal. Yeah, I agree, Teddy. That's the one thing I don't have yet at this footy club is is a flag in, in any of the teams I've played in. I've been close. I've lost a couple. But that's the one thing we're striving for every year is to get that one flag no matter what it's going to be. So course, ho- hopefully next year that's going to be the And you and Luke have got, got one thing that your old man will never have, and that is you both got A-grade premierships at, up at the cricket club. Yeah, so yeah, that's, correct. Just, that's correct. I'll just take me two in the GCA it's not bow on heads, mate. It doesn't have <laughs> yeah, bow heads in front of it. Doesn't count. Yeah. All right. Thanks, BJ. You've been fantastic. Good on you, mate. Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks, Teddy. Well, thanks, well, See ya. We're back on air and, and we've grabbed somebody that people will, this will go to air around about the start of the season next year. Well, so we've grabbed someone who people will be interested in at this point of the year because they probably won't know a lot about him other than what they've read in the press and um, so it's good to get him. It's uh, Daniel Donati, the new Bowen Heads coach. G'day Daniel and welcome aboard. Thanks very much guys, thanks for having me. Now Dan, you come down... Uh, I read, read uh, you know, all the things that were on uh, our social media. You know, very impressive resume. Uh, you know, we think a, a really, really positive step for the club and a great get in the coaching ranks. So just give us a little bit of your background and your journey so far that's, uh, that's led you down to Bowen Heads. Yeah, thanks. Um, well, oh, oh, look, you know, I'm 44 now, so I guess I've, I've been involved in footy, like, forever. I don't think I've really had a year off. So my journey sort of, I'm a Xavier College boy. I went through that system. I played a bit of amateur footy and I played a bit of professional at Richmond for a couple of years. Some VFL, went over to Adelaide and played over there. Um, I settled in the Eastern Footy League for about eight years at Noble Park. Um, had a great experience, a couple of flags. I was captain out there for about five years. And then I went to the GFL as a playing assistant under Ben Harris. 
who's a local boy now, um, living in the area for a few years. He will be my um, assistant coach next year too, which is great. Benny Harris has uh, got himself heavily involved down at the cricket club, mm. and I've had a fair bit to do with Benny. He's a fantastic character. Yeah, he's a ripper. So I actually met Benny randomly on the Gold Coast one night after I'd retired from playing footy, and he headlocked me and said, mate, you're coming to Lara and you're going to play with me. I'm like, mate, I'm done. But he eventually talked me into it. I, I ended up ringing him, and um, I ended up playing down there for – I sent my Achilles, actually, so I missed the whole year. But I played another year. We played finals together. I love working with Ben. Um, he was a young coach at the time, learning a lot. And anyway, I got the ball and coaching job in 2000, end of 2011. And Ben had finished at Lara. And um, yeah, so I got Ben to come across and be my playing assistant at Bourne. So we had threes at Lara, and then we had threes at Bourne together. So I knew him quite well. So he's, he's a ripper. Um, yeah, so I played, obviously, a lot of varying different um, competitions at different levels. And then I ended up at um, the Bourne Football Club in the Eastern Footy League which was, a, at the time, I'd say probably the strongest suburban competition in Victoria. Um, it certainly would be up there with the GFL and the EFL would be the two strong comps, I reckon. Certainly back then. Oh, yeah. I think times have changed a little bit, but um, I think the amateurs are really strong now too. Um, but so I spent um, five years there, had a wonderful experience at Baldwin as a senior coach. I spent five years. We were really lucky and fortunate. We played in five straight grand finals in that time. We won four out of the five. Um, amazing journey. I could go on and on about it. Um, but at the end of that, sort of, sort of halfway through that fifth year, I knew that probably work was getting in the way. I was working in the, in the travel industry, travelling a lot. Um, so I sort of knew that was my last year. And yeah, we, we ended up on a, on a great note. We won. Um, so I had a year out of footy. And then I spent, um, I got sort of coaxed back to go back to old Zavs actually to help them out. Sort of a part-time, more of a senior assistant role because I had the time for that. And I really enjoyed that four years back there, back where I sort of grew up. Um, Jimmy McDonald was coach when I first got there. He resigned halfway through the first year that I was there. Um, Paul Satterley was coach, and then James Byrne, who's well known to this area, was captain of Geelong um, VFL for a couple of years there, premiership captain. He's a beauty. He was coach last year. So that's where I've been the last four years at Old Severians. We finished on top this year when COVID hit and um, moved down the area with work and met so the guys the, down so here the, the way question, we went. The question we always ask, the first question we ask when we do a full episode of the Tree on the Wing is how did you end up at the Barwon Heads Footy Club? To be honest, it was quite random. Um, I was home, going back to Ben Harris actually, Harrow rang me on a Friday night about eight weeks ago and he said, mate, I just had a bloke in my house and obviously he's living in Barwon Heads and is it okay if Kazza gives you a call about coaching next year that the club's looking for somebody else to potentially help out and... You know, at the time, I was open to it. Um, again, I'm not going to go into the detail about what happened last year with work, but um, I was in the travel industry and COVID um, basically destroyed our business. And um, I now had more time on my hands. I was working in the area. So I'm working in Ocean Grove at the moment, traveling from Melbourne. I've got time now to coach. And I said, Cousin, give me a call. And Cousin did. I talked to him, came down and met him two nights later. Um, three nights later, I come back down and said, oh, the timing's right. You guys seem amazing. This club seems great. Sometimes it feels right, and for me it felt right. I've happened. said this to you before, where our cousin's like a black hole with me. Yeah. He just, he's just sucking, people, sucking good footballers and football everywhere. people from all over the place into his yep. into his area and, and pointing them at the footy club, which has been fantastic. Yeah, I'll tell you what, um, and having been around for a long time myself, guys like cousin, they don't grow on trees. Uh, they, they just don't. Um, yeah. He's a seven-day-a-week football person. Yep. And how lucky the Bowen Heads Football Club is to have a guy like him yep, is extraordinary. Absolutely. And, and believe it, the people on the hill are aware of it. Yeah, no, you should be. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm from Williamstown, so I know Cousin was furniture in Williamstown for many years. Um, but that club were very lucky and fortunate to have him. And the fact he's landed here, I mean, he's, you know, he's a local man and 
uh, like he's a beauty. So I'm looking forward to working with him. So Dan, we had a little get together at the beach house on Thursday night. Um, Feel the local sponsors and, and, and luminaries, shall we call them, from the football netball club. Got to meet you and things. One of the things that really stuck with me is when you were talking was was about your football philosophy and you know you did mention how a lot of people judge success on wins and losses, but but you take it deeper than that. And that, that stuck with me and I thought that was really impressive. You might, can you just sort of revisit that for us? Yeah, look, I think everyone has a different philosophy around coaching. I guess for for, for me. You know, a football coach is more than somebody who recruits players and comes on a Tuesday night and takes them for training, picks a side and coaches them on weekends. I, I'd never, I never saw football as that. I was a captain of a football club once upon a time where I was really deep into the psychology of players and getting to know people, being social, spending time with family, kids, friends, um, getting to know people on a deeper level because whilst we're at football and it's important in our lives. We've got a long life that we live. We're, 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 we're employees, we're students, we're kids, we've got kids. So for me, it's um, it's more than, than just that. Um, and I genuinely want to get to know people. And I, I feel that that's almost my priority. If I'm going to do a good job as a footy coach, I need to know who they are. I need to know what makes them tick. I need to know what makes them feel emotional, what they like, what they don't like. And that's actually as important to me as the game of the weekend because if I know that I'm going to be able to I guess I'm going to be able to relate to them a little bit better I've got three kids myself I know how I've I've grown up in the system like these boys have Um, I've worked I've not worked I've travelled I've done all these things and I've been really fortunate in life but my philosophy really is about being together and getting to know someone on a personal level first and foremost because the rest will take care of itself typically if you can do that well yeah absolutely I think that what you said on Thursday night too was you know if they're happy off the field and they're, then they're happy on the field. And a group of people that like each other and get on well will all head in the same direction. And, and when it matters most, and, and you can be the best side all year, but when it matters most, when the game's on the line, you're playing a big final, I'd much prefer to be the coach of a side that's close, that's tight, that love each other, that care about each other, than the side that's got a better list on paper yeah. any day of the year. And I coached Baldwin for five years, and we, we did play in five straight grand finals. But in four of them, we were the underdog. Four of them. We were the best team. We were the tightest team. And yeah. you know, my faith in togetherness and closeness and care um, far outweighs talent. And you, what you'll find here, you know, and Teddy will probably back me up, is that you know the supporters and the people who come here on the hill, we feed off that. You know, if you if you sense the togetherness on the ground, you got a united club. You'll have united supporters here. You know, and and the people will be up here on Thursday nights having dinners because this is a community and you'll have everybody behind you because to me you know this is the focal point this is what brought me to the club it's you know what's given me lifelong mates um, you know we've had years where we haven't been as successful but we've had a lot of fun because of the togetherness and the sense of community so it's really really refreshing to hear those things you're saying because that to me is the key to, to the community and the success of the club yeah and look I genuinely mean when I, when I say that that kind of makes me feel really good because that's kind of the, the community that I like to build around the football club. If you want to come in and listen to pre-match speeches, please come in. If you want to knock on the door and say, Dan, can we come in? Come in. It's, it's not a locked door scenario. It will never be that with me. There'll be times where I've got to talk to the boys, but if you're here on a Saturday and you want to come in, and come in. If you want to come into the huddle and have it, be, be involved, if you want to come on a Thursday night, come in and be involved in what we're trying to do. You're part of the football club. And if this place is 
jumping on a Saturday or every second Saturday, I kind of feel like we're doing something right. I want the boys to be open to conversations. If you want to talk to any of the players and you want to, I want them to be open to that and I want them to be like, this is not their football club, it's the community's football club. And that part's really, really, really important to me as a footy club. Yeah, and that'll translate then off the field as well. You'll walk down Hitchcock Avenue, just sort of, you know, on your own, just having a little bit of a look, and next minute someone will yell out from the beach house deck, hey, Dan, come over here, you want a coffee? you walk next door to Annie's and someone will say, you know, come in here for a beer, you know. Um, you know, I know I've already people talking today, you're looking for somewhere to rent. If any of our listeners have a place in Barwon Heads or Ocean Grove they'd like to rent, please get in touch with us. But, yeah, people will offer you accommodation. and So, you know, it translates from, you know, this is, this is what brought you to the community, but you become a big part of the community. Yeah, no, look, that's, to be honest, it's a, it's a huge appeal for me. Yeah. And one of, the, one of the things about the footy club, about the footy teams that you're going to get is that a lot of these boys, including uh, including Mitch Herbison, uh, you know, they, they did Auskick here. Now, they've gone on to do other things in their footy, but they did Auskick here, and they're back finishing their footy, or some of them have never left, and they've done they've done what whatever they've done in their footy lives, and some of them are bloody good footballers, and love their footy club and love their footy, um, and, and, you know, you'll have them, and so you... You, you end up with their families, so some of those people who want to want, will want to chat with you or come into the rooms and listen to a pre-season, uh, pre-game speech will be because, you know, my son's in here or my cousin or my nephew or whatever. It's a it's an extremely privileged position to be a senior coach of a football club. Doesn't matter where you are. I mean, it's a privileged position. I get to talk to your sons, your your cousins, your, your friends every day about life and football, and I don't take that for granted. I, I, re- I genuinely don't. Um, and as I said, um, I know already the characters of, that are here. I've been here for six weeks. I've really gone out to try to meet everyone in person, taking a lot of the boys for dinner already. And I know it's only brand new and there's such an enormous journey to, to, to come. Things don't just happen. Um, you're kidding yourselves if you think you're just going to win a flag because you've got a good list and you've got a good coach or you've got good support. It just doesn't happen like that. Um, so I'm realistic about all that. But with regards to who's here already in the community and the vibe and the feel and the care that's already here, it makes me feel pretty good about what I'm about to embark on. Fantastic. And so just, just one, yeah, just one more quick one, Ned. So, um, you know, obviously we know that Kaza, you know, in his time, he's been a recruiting machine. You know, last year we're, we're looking out on the track on a third. You got 85 blokes there, you know, and you can only you can only pick 50 of them. So, um, obviously, we don't need numbers. We've got numbers. So, uh, for 2022 recruiting that you're thinking you know a little bit more targeted obviously we spoke to Nathan Brown and his brother Mitch is going to come are you guys just looking at you know we need one of him we need one of them and one of them and that's all we're doing we're not going to just grab anyone who wants to come here yeah it's a good point well and you're exactly right um having been and done this sort of kind of thing before I'm not I'm not somebody who wants to go let's get 15 blokes in and let's just make it really difficult for everybody because again I don't know what we've got here yet because whilst I've seen some footage I want to give these boys every chance they've got to be able to improve on what they've done in the past and obviously see what we need. And I think the foundation of the footy club are already here. Mm. We've won the premiership in 2019, 2020 was a scrap. Last year was a difficult year, you still finished third. I think the foundations very much are here. If we can improve, you've got to improve. You yep. need to improve year on, year out. Look, Mitch and I, um, Nathan Brown's twin brother, I've known him for five years. He worked with me in my business for five years. We're very close. He's a ripper. Now, if we can get someone like him to the football club, you're absolutely going to do that. Not just because he's a great footballer, but he's a wonderful human being. Yeah. He's going to be a great mentor to the young boys to be able to grow and learn from. And if he gets, two, if we get two years of footy out of Mitch, this football club will be better for it yeah. in the future. So that's important to me. 
Look, to be honest, I'd love to get a nice, big, solid ruckman to the football club. Um, having coached before too, I know how important they are. Yeah. And um, they can really be the corner scene. Big games, you need a big ruckman that can stand up for you. And that's not talking down anyone that's done it in the past year at all because they're brilliant. I know Brock's done it, I know Dog has done a bit of it as well. Um, but if we can get someone that can help those boys out to be able to feed out to be more of a key position player, you play Brock more as a hit-up forward or whatever it might be, that's going to help our football club. So I'd love another Ruckman and maybe maybe another great midfielder. Who, who doesn't want another good midfielder for depth? Other than that, yep. I think we've got enough young talent here to be able to improve the list as it is. Absolutely, Dan. And, and you know, we Teddy and I are here early most Saturdays because we like watching the reserves as well. We were just talking before, you know, we had a, a team in the twos still who here were... umpire in the underline. Yeah, well. that's right. So, you know, they're 14 zip, you know, and pretty much we didn't have any old, you know, blokes who were coming back. You know, we had a few a few senior heads in there to, to teach it, but it's all kids coming through. So so there's obviously some kids in the twos who can improve and, and help step up into the ones as well. You know, there's a, there's a heap. You're undefeated in the reserves. You can't sort of um, take for granted how good Torquay were this mm. year. They were undefeated. Um, and obviously Motawari, who did a bit of a job of it on us in the final last year. You've got to respect that. We've got a fair bit of improving to do. Yep. Um, so we'll do that from within. But the talent, the depth is here. The depth is here. Top it up with a bit of talent. Hopefully we get the boys a bit fitter and we get a bit more continuity with, with players. And as I said, my expectations we're going to be very successful, certainly the top end. There's a lot of stuff to go in between now and then, though. Yep. And, and only just uh, to close off from me, Dan, the buzz around town when you were appointed... All the talk, you know, whether it's in the front bar at the beach house, whether at the tin shed, whether we're up the golf club. These are just the places WoW goes on one in one day. I, I, I was playing golf with a bloke. He goes, uh, is it Dan Donati coaching you? I said, yeah. He goes, let me tell you about it. And this is the first game of golf I've ever played with this guy up here. He just joined us. And so everything, mate, is really positive. The vibe's good. And, and we're really, really wrapped to have you on board. And I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be onwards and upwards. And as you said, I love the philosophy of fill your footy club with good people. Uh, and that's the key to, to anything. You know, I appreciate it. Well, look, it's humbling. And I feel a little embarrassed when people talk about me, to be quite honest. I've been really fortunate to be involved in some great footy clubs. I'll do everything I can. I'll put in the time, I'll dedicate myself to it. I'll ensure we've got a good culture and the boys actually work for each other and they care. Um, and as a community, we're all involved. We'll do everything we can from that front. And hopefully with a bit of luck, we can perform well on the weekend. To be proud of them either way. Yeah. That's one thing I can promise you. I don't like making promises. Promises are made to be broken. But I promise you'll be proud of them, the way they play, the way they act as human beings. And I'll do everything I can to bring them along. Beautiful. All right, mate, we'll let you go. Thanks for thanks for your time for joining us. Good luck with the year. It sounds like we're going places. We're already somewhere and we're going somewhere else. And it's been fantastic for you to come along and, and give us a bit of your time. And as I said, good luck. Uh, all the best with the season. Uh, going to you. Thanks, Wow. Yeah, I appreciate thanks, it. Everyone. And, thanks and I'm much. that fired up. I'm going to do pre-season. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might be the ruckman we're looking oh, for. Oh, God, no. <laughs> God, thanks, guys. Smiles return into the face Little darling It seems like years Since it was here Here comes the sun Here comes the sun And I say It's alright I don't know what's happened to Nipper But Wow's had to leave us He's had to go off to some other function Probably just the races at, uh, Up at Swinnow's place so I'm joined by the president of the Bowen Heads Football and Netball Club, Tim Goddard, just to have a chat about the day. Tim, welcome to the tray on the wing again. 
Thanks, Teddy. And look what I can see. Hey? I can see the tree we on the wing. See, we can see the tree on the wing because we're on the hill. And the hill looks at the tree on the wing and it keeps us honest, doesn't it? Uh, that it does. And that's why we're here. Um, the day on the hill. Yeah. It's been fantastic. Been a really good day. Um, we've had the presentations up. So are they all done now? Are we yep. finished with all of them? They're all done. And uh, the whole day was about getting back to the club, getting on the hill. It's been a terrible year for functions. So our netball coach, Kate Chippers, two years in the job, not one club function. Oh, really? This is her first really club function, so... Wow. We thought it was important to get together outside, because we're allowed to. Um, hence the day was born, presentation day as well, bought in. But we sold 190 tickets. There's probably 250 people here now. Yes. It's awesome. Sun's out. Yeah. It's pouring yesterday. Yeah. Can't believe it. It's turned out really well, hasn't it? Yeah, it's well, great. You can't believe it. You've organised something to have something good on the hill and the weather comes out for you. Anyway, that's fantastic, Tim. That's great. It actually is really good to see. Um, so I just wanted to touch base about uh, forward, forward looking next year. That obviously our, we're already a hundred years old, but we're going to celebrate it in 2022. So um, what what's on the agenda for the for the centenary season? As you would be aware, we're having teams of decade being done for the um, 50s onwards. But the big function next year will be at the pub. Um, the pub has agreed to hold our gala ball, if you like, in uh, late May, late April, early May. We haven't got a date yet, but they will land probably in the next few weeks, I reckon. Maybe even after Christmas we'll land on that. And then we'll have a good function at the pub, get all the Bowenheads people together, our, our flock, our seagulls, to get them all together down there. It'll probably be a more of a stand-up affair rather than sit-down, because we want to mingle and meet and talk to those back pocket players I played against or with and you know all those guys from the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s and all them we want them to be more of a um, celebration rather than a more of a formal formal traditional ball if you like so so COVID notwithstanding Tim what what's the um, capacity of the, of the pub uh, I think they'll be back to about 6 to 800 oh really pretty that yeah, yeah yeah they can hold 900 on a busy night, so if we get, you know, three or five hundred, I think we probably could. Oh, we'll crash um, five hundred. Yeah, yeah. So it's all, it comes about people. We want that. Want the event to be about the people who make our club. We've been through the club for one day, one year, one season, one stint on the committee, whatever. They've all helped make our club become a hundred years old. You know, and we're in a strong position off the field. Um, we're still running premiers. We've got more teams than ever. We've got more women's teams than ever. We've got more kids than ever. More netball teams than ever. Um, so the club's never been as big in 100 years. We want to keep building on that. Good people coming in. Focus on infrastructure we can do to make it even better for us. And just uh, more days like this. Really? So is, is the plan to, um, we're, on, we're standing on the hill, is the plan to terrace the hill still part of the part of the infrastructure plan? Yeah, yeah so we have. We've. Um, the terrace of the hill designs have been done. We had it priced up though, it's not quite that cheap to terrace no, it. So the, no, no, no. So um, we've got a list of um, projects on the polys, if you like, a poly pack, I call it. I went out to all the polys last week, state and federal, to the um, nets behind the goals down the southern end, terracing the 150, 
Uh, upgraded lights again here at a 200 lux netball pavilion and 2.4 million dollars we need to make our footy pavilion um, bigger and more suitable for our bigger club because when it was built in 05 finished our club was half the size yes. it is now so we've doubled the size yes. but that facility hasn't kept up with it so yes. we've done designs on that got a QS done we're do pressing that forward so we can get some money to upgrade it well that's fantastic look well, and it's good. It's good that there's a there's a plan for the future. Like for many many years of the footy club, it was just let's see how we go next month, next week, next couple of days. And uh, there's a plan looking forward way into the future, which is which is fantastic. So 200 lux at 200 lux, Tim, is it possible to play games under those lights? A hundred percent. So we've, we've gone for 50 lux of training, which we've got. 100 Lux is local standard playing, but once you get the poles and lights up, you may also go for a bit more. Yes. Because um, a V8 is better than a V6, and a, v, a W12, W12 is better than a V8, so you may also go for a little bit more, and then you can pair it back rather than hoping to get what's yep. not quite right. Yeah, well, you can all, you don't have to turn it up to 11 every time you turn <laughs> it on, <laughs> do you? <laughs> not spinal tap, is it? <laughs> exactly right. Fantastic. Um, we had a chat with the new coach. A uh, little while ago, he was—he seems to be a guy that's got um, uh, a lot of cultural uh, greatness behind him, and he—and not—not that we need to bring culture into our club, but what we need to do is—is is maintain it. And he seems like the, uh, from what what he's spoken about and from where he's come from, the perfect guy at the moment. Yeah, look, look clubs all about people, and the better people you bring in, Teddy, the better the club will be. So we think Dan's a really good person to start with but I think he's a really good coach he's got a great track record and we um we're only a small club compared to you know Torquay, Ocean Grove, Drysdale those bigger clubs we need to do what we can on and off the field to bring the best people in bring the recruits in that we need don't go over the top but bring the ones in we need foster our local kids to all parts of the club so we can continue to be up up where we are I yeah. think we've um over three seasons, 20, this year in 2018-2019, only six teams have missed the finals across women's football, junior netball, junior footy, senior footy, all the, all the so six teams in, six out of 90, Teddy. And the, women's, and the women's football program that's going ahead in leaps and bounds? Uh, yeah, so we've got two senior teams, under 18, under 15, under 12s. So that's more than most clubs. We were early adopter of women's footy. So, well, that's fantastic because what we want is women's footy to flourish because it, it keeps people in our in our footy club, uh, brings more people to our footy club, and it, it builds the community of the footy club and the and the footy club's part of the community. So it no, gives us all a leg to stand on, doesn't it? Or this makes the club um, bigger and more diverse. Yeah. Half half of our players are female in our club, yes. so um, we just need to foster those junior girls to play and keep playing through and uh, who knows where it's going to be it's had a bit of a quick start but our, our quick start was all on the flag in 2018 which is quite weird but very good um, but I don't know where it's going to be in five years time the kids from under 18 in the scenes is quite a gap because you get the skill levels not there for the older ones who yes. are coming in late Yes. so that's really difficult but as the kids are coming through the skills are there already. Yes. And that will feed up and make it better. So 
Yeah. I don't know. It's only it's always a step forward on it, and uh, and we fully support it. We've got funds and resources to it. And off we go. Well, that's fantastic, Tim. Like, it's a really it's as I said, it's it's been great to get the the crew back on the hill. It's there's there's been nothing to watch, and it's probably one of the biggest crowds I've ever seen on the hill. So fantastic that everybody just loves to stand around and have a chat. So thanks very much for your time, Tim. Uh, you continue to be a great supporter of the Trail on the Wing. We really appreciate it. The Trail on the Wing's not looking as flash as she was, but the but the Trail on the Wing podcast is going from strength to strength. So anyway, mate, thanks very thanks, much. See ya. We're back again, back on the hill in front of the tree on the wing, and the co-host still hasn't turned up, but I'm now joined by the A-grade netball coach, Kate Shippers. G'day, Kate. How are you going? Hi, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. That's good. Now, Kate, we we just need to talk about netball for the... First of all, one of the reasons why we're here today is because we're doing the presentation day. Yes. So who were you... Do you remember who you, all your best and fairest were? I'm going to put of it on you here a bit. Yes, I do. Um, we had Tilly Avery was our um, best and fairest this year. She was our, one of our mid-court guns, so little pocket rocket in the centre court. So she was absolutely awesome this year. And our runner-up was Hannah DeCarolis. So she came um, runner-up, obviously. She was one of our other goalers whose shooting percentage was amazing. This yes. Year. So, yeah. And what was your year like last year? Um, so this season just passed. It was um, broken up a bit, it wasn't was, it? It so. was, unfortunately. Yeah, so we had a bit of a, like a really good start and we had some new recruits, um, which was fantastic because I came to the club at the start of the previous year, which then yes. we didn't play. Yeah. So my first year So you've been here two playing. years and haven't had a proper year. Correct. Yeah. This is my first function, funnily yeah, enough, oh, really? too. Yeah, so yeah actually, Tim, yeah. Tim Goddard mentioned earlier on that we've, we've got a social uh, a person in front of, who's in charge of social functions yes. who hasn't done social functions. I know, yet. I know. It's a bit it's just I think every time we go to have a social function unfortunately yeah. a COVID restrictions come in. Yeah. So yeah, our season this year we started off really strong, um, and then uh, yeah, a couple of weeks off, then came back again, was still really good. Um, the top team, Geelong Ammos that we sort of they were the well and truly top, they hadn't lost a game or whatever all year. But we got to them, we beat them in the third quarter, only lost to them by ten, so we had an absolutely fantastic game. Um, closest team that had sort of come to them at that point of the season so that was awesome for us and it sort of was a real confidence booster but then unfortunately a couple of weeks later we went into that massive lockdown um, and you know things just unfortunately became a little bit tough you know to that motivation sort of dropped a little bit because will we even get back the season you know all that kind of stuff and a couple of injuries unfortunately um, but then we did get back for those last few games but then obviously only one final and then we all had to stop made final? Yes, we finished third. Yeah. So, um, really good effort by the girls. Yeah. Again, because we were so new, we'd never... I think there was um, about five of us who were new to the club, so we hadn't really played together that much. So, um, it was disappointing in the fact that we couldn't get a full season to actually play together to get that camaraderie and know yeah. exactly what was happening on the court together. So, I think next year, most of the girls are staying, so hopefully then that'll, you know, 
fingers crossed the year goes to a normal year and we'll be able to continue on and then really push ourselves in finals next Fantastic. year. Fantastic. So, Kate, in a normal Tree on the Wing episode, we would ask our guests, mm-hmm. and I, normally it would be our guest because I'd have a, a yes. co-host who hasn't <laughs> turned up, but we would ask our guest, how did you end up at the Bowen Heads Football and Netball Club? So I'm going to ask you that question. Yes, so I work with Mandy Lord, who's been a... Um, a seagull for many years now and yeah we're teaching together and I've been at I was at Geelong Ammo's before coming here and anyway her desk was next to mine and she just would yap in my ear all day every day about Barwon Heads and then I moved to um, uh, Armstrong Creek and it was closer and you know and then they need a new coach and then all these sorts of things just all day every day at school so um, and then one day I finally caved in and said okay I'll come over. <laughs> and what's your netball pedigree? Um, just I think relationships is a huge thing um, to build that if you've got that core relationship group off the court you know you play for each other on the court so it's that teamwork um, and just yeah being there for each other makes you play better I think at the end of the day yeah, where, and where have you come from as a netballer how, how have you uh, so I grew up in Bendi- grew up in Bendigo um, and played locally and stuff there and then was in academies and state squads and things when I was um, 17s and 19s uh, played state league growing up um, moved to Ballarat state league again and then um, moved to Geelong and um, being, yeah, was, when I first came here, didn't really know anything about the leagues. Played for East Geelong for a couple of years and then, yeah, ended up at Geelong Ammos and now Seagulls. Oh, so, wow. okay. and coached all the way through and loved it. So, yeah. um, and being that little bit older now, I guess, too, is, you know, um, here at um, the Seagulls, we had a 15-year-old stepping up and playing with our in grade this year. Who so that? Uh, Pippi McIntyre. Yeah. So having her come in and sit on the bench with us in A grade was awesome. And I think it's all about developing those younger players because they're the future of the clubs. And, you know, I'm pregnant at the moment, so I'm only not playing the start of next season. I might get back, hopefully, for the second half of next year. Um, so it'll be a different season for me next year, but it's, I think it's all about developing those younger players and giving what we've learnt to those younger players to make them even better yep. and you know, give us their wisdom and our experiences to improve them and then, yeah, they're the future, so that's... Okay, so the centenary year next year, what, are, what, are the netball, what does netball look like for our centenary year? I think, well, we had all but I believe it was, I think it was 16 out of 17 teams made finals this year yes. um, as a club. There were 17 teams in netball. I, I think it was about that many, yes. So that's fantastic. Absolutely awesome and like our trials, we have heaps of girls come down, which is fantastic and shows how, you know, um, greater club must this club is because yes. you're getting so many people wanting to come and play for you Absolutely. is amazing. Yeah, it's a place um, of destination now. Like people, yeah. people are wanting to come to the to the club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, we start off in our um, pre seasons in December. We're starting in a few weeks' time, um, and we're getting heaps of girls to those because and and everyone just gets on so well. And that's one thing again going back to that relationship side that you know makes the club so good because everyone's just so friendly when I first came everyone's so welcome and welcoming and just yeah it's a great place to be yeah we had Daniel Donati who was our new footy coach on earlier on yep. and he said um, that's the thing that struck him about the footy club and the yes. thing that he wants to build within the footy club and, and the netball club yeah. um, it's great to have the, the senior coaches aligned in, yeah. their, in their attitudes towards what, what a community club should look like yeah definitely and we were just chatting before even as well about you know maybe we could do some little um you know mixed netball you know like games against each other with the boys and the girls like on a thursday night it was you know like 
as a pre-season or something like that just to get that bond across the club as well. Um, you know so the Bowen Heads footy, the Bowen Heads football and netball club once had a men's team. Oh, did they? A oh, very, go. very good men's team oh. who played in in a senior Geelong competition. Oh, there you go. Back in the early 90s, we had okay. when men's netball. Uh, I was part of that team. Oh, yeah. We were called yep. the Bowen Heads Bobcats. Oh, yes. And uh, we actually we strutted pretty well. We <laughs> we, we ended up playing the the A grade girls and. Yeah. Uh, we went all right. A few of the girls were a bit intimidated by yes. the, well, it's a different the way game the men against guys. Yeah. yeah, It's a different game when you play against men because they've got the agility and stuff yeah. like that a lot more than what the females do. But yeah. you can play smarter if you know the game a yeah, little yeah, more, yeah. I guess. So, it's a, yeah, I, I, think it, I think it took us a while to work out that we had to play in a different yes. way. Otherwise, the girls weren't going to play against Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably true. Yeah, so. Anyway, yeah. it's it's um, it's great to catch up with you. Yeah, thank you. Um Good luck with your season. Cheers. Hopefully we get a full season. God yes, bless no. us if we do. Because Absolutely. Yeah, we everyone's missed out on I think I think the community the community of Bowen Heads, this is a fantastic day because we're all catching up again. Yeah. But the community of Bowen Heads and not not just Bowen Heads, but I, I live in Ocean Grove. My son plays footy at Ocean Grove. Yep. They've missed out on every oh. single bit we've missed out on. Tortee have Anglesey have we've all missed out on that yeah. and um and I hope that for the good of all our communities and, and the people within them that we can get back netball's a massive part as you said 17 teams Tim Goddard mentioned before half the people that represent our club on a weekend are women yes yep. um between netball and football and um we you know people think of you know we've got a senior team, a reserves team, an under 18s team, and a bunch of junior teams. But we, and they're all boys, but yeah. they're not. Yeah. There's, there's so much more to to community footy clubs than than just the footy. And you know, the footy F always comes before N in the whatever <laughs> we call it. But and and it and it's take believe me, it's taken me a long time to get my head around the Barnheads Football and Netball Club, and yeah. I, I still break into it every now and then. But it's a massive part of our club. It's a, the, the Bowenheads Netball Club's been way more successful than the footy club ever has. In our 100th year, we should celebrate that. We yeah. should celebrate. And netball hasn't been going 100 Not years, but it's yet. been yeah. going for a long, long time. It's been a really important part of our footy club. Uh, so you hold a very special place in the 100th season yes, of is. our footy club. You're going to be the senior coach and you're going to be bringing a new netballer or yes, footballer into the... Yes. into the fray at some point. <laughs> yeah. So good luck with that. Yeah, cheers. Congratulations uh, on on holding such a senior position yeah. in the club. Cheers. I wish you the best and thanks for coming along and being on the train on the wing. No worries. Thank you very All right. much. Good on cheers. you. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Kate. Seems like years since it was here. And here comes the sun. Here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. G'day, everyone. We're back with we're back on the hill, on the tree on the wing, facing the tree on the wing on the hill. We've had a couple of beers, us, haven't we? Yeah, we've had so, a couple. I uh, think we've had a few. We've lost. We've lost both our our, our co-host. Off the bench has gone home. Where's gone? I don't know and where. Where's gone? But and the he's real co-host hasn't even bothered to turn up. I've taken so over I've from got, my dad. I've got the third one off the bench, BJ. Yep. 
BJ won the best and fairest in the reserves. We've already spoken to BJ, but BJ's come to give me a chop out to ask a few questions. And we've got we've got the the captain of the 2022 Bowenheads Footy Club seniors, Mitchell Herbison, who's the previous coach. He's done everything at the footy club. Mitch, welcome to the tree on the wing. Thanks for having me, boys. Right. Good to finally get a run. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke about that previously. You have been on the tree on the wing before. You may not remember it. After the premiership, we have a very quiet word to you when you had 14 beers in your hand. Can't remember it. You're, yeah, <laughs> you were doing a bar run. So we grabbed you and you, you spoke beautifully, if you don't remember it. So, Mitch, obviously uh, the centenary year of the footy club, and you're going to be the captain... What are you looking forward to? What what's going to happen with our footy club in the in the next uh, in the next twelve months? What do you think? Yeah, obviously the last few years have been really frustrating for the group, um, but yeah, I think you know, given the current circumstances, it looks like you know the likelihood of us getting the season's a little bit more positive now. So I think everyone's really looking forward to getting sucked into pre-season and. Um, and, you know, really having a solid hit out over the, the next few months and then preparing ourselves for a massive year. Um, you know, obviously, everyone's really hungry at the moment, uh, given that we haven't played for two years. And, um, you know, the guys that we've got at the club, the, the players and the coaches and, you know, the support staff at the moment, the, strong, the club's in a really strong position. So everyone's really excited and really looking forward to it. And the introduction of the new coach, Daniel Donati, who we've already spoken to today, what, what's the feeling amongst the group about, about that? Yeah, I mean, to have, um, to have Dan come on board, um, you know, obviously the club's in a really good position coming off uh, the last couple of years, you know, the last full season, we obviously won the premiership. So um, to, to add uh, Dan into the, uh, the role of head coach has been um, really positive for the club and, you know, everyone's really excited to, um, you know, hear a fresh voice and to, um, you know, get someone of his experience and that caliber of uh, that caliber of coach into the club. It's going to be massive. I've got a question for you, Herb. Um, how's your body personally feeling? Obviously, last year, a couple of injuries. How's your knee going? Going into next season, do you reckon you'll play the whole year? Do you reckon you play a handful of games? What's your mindset going into the next year? Yeah, obviously. Uh, the year just gone, I, I didn't uh, yeah get a great run at it. Just sort of had a bit of a niggle with um, a, a knee operation in, early in the year, and then uh, sort of probably came back a little bit too early and uh, had had a few niggles throughout the year and just sort of carried a little bit of a, a knee injury. But yeah, hopefully um, with a bit of rest over the next couple of weeks and and perhaps a little bit of a delayed start to to pre-season. Um, you know, I, I can play, uh, you know, every game, every game possible. Obviously, I missed the first one, but um, hoping to play as many games as I can in 2022. Very, very good, Herb. Sounds good. Well, obviously, with a couple of years of really not playing a lot of footy, it's kind of good to get that spell. And I know you had some difficulties last year, but when you did come, but was that the Amos game, that first game back, and you thought it was a bit early? Uh, so I played the Easter game, the first game against Drysdale, and oh, then yeah. uh, came back against Amos after that, which was probably six weeks later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, in hindsight, uh, yeah, probably came back a little bit too early, but, um, yeah, sort of 
one of those things you didn't really know about until you sort of tried it. So, well, where, where would you think next year, like going into preseason, what's the benchmark for Bowenhead Senior Football Club next year? Where, what's the bottom line you think we, we're going to finish next year? Oh, I mean, obviously, every year you, you want to play finals. That's it. That's your goal. Um, you know, to give yourself a really good chance, you got to finish probably in the top three to to give yourself that um, that little edge over the rest of the uh, the competitors in the finals. So, you know, that's probably the goal each year to, to finish in the top three. That's um, you know, that puts you in a good position to to make a real impact when it counts. New players, got, we've got some new players coming on board. What about um, retention of old, of anyone, anyone leaving the club um, that, that people might not be aware of? Uh, retention's been pretty good so far. I mean, um, coming off a couple of years where there's been that uncertainty about what's going on and um, that stop-start nature, there's um, you know been a, a number of players that have sort of taken their time and, and had a bit of time away from footy which has been good for them I think um, but yeah we're, we're starting to see that everyone's starting to get that itch back and um, you know looking forward to pre-season so I think retention's going to be really good um, you know mo most players have, have committed already and um, we're starting to look like we'll, uh, we'll recruit a couple of guys a few boys from Lilydale have, have already committed which is good and um, you know hopefully there's a couple more to come well, it's glad, I'm glad your body's well. I'm glad that the, the footy club's in a position where we are. Um, things are looking up. Just just to get a full season of footy in would be, would be a win for everyone, wouldn't it? Like, everyone's missed it so much. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, days like today, I think, uh, are the, the main reason why, why people play footy, you know, to get together as a community and uh, have a few beers. And, obviously, we're on the hill at the moment, which is... Uh, um, infamous around the Ballerine, so um, it's yeah, it's really exciting to sort of have that prospect of, of having a full year and sort of getting some more normality back into our lives. And um, it was really interesting. One of the comments that Brownie made, we we spoke to Brownie earlier in the day, and Brownie obviously he's won the best and fairest at the Footy Club. He's runner up in the best and fairest in the Ballerine Footy League, and he's really enjoyed his time at the Footy Club. This is the first social function he's ever been to. It's because it's the first social well, function we've had. Funny enough, Teddy, I think this is the first social function we've had in the last exactly. two years. That's exactly yeah. right. Unfortunate timing and COVID and everything like that, this is the latest thing we've actually been able to have. So, Absolutely. It's, um, yeah, it's been been challenging for the group. You know, obviously, in hindsight, we would have liked to bank a few of these social functions earlier last year, but um, the way it worked out, we sort of got hit with lockdowns and whatever else uh, throughout the year which meant that we couldn't do things like this so yeah it's going to be uh yeah it's going to be exciting for the group to be able to do uh these sort of things uh in in the months to come and and now what so what's your official uh position or function going to be in the next next season mitch uh so playing I'm assistant i'm going to be a playing assistant coach so um yeah obviously try and support dan as best i can from a coaching perspective and uh, and then from a playing perspective, hopefully, um, you know, out on the out on the field, sort of, um, you know, along with with guys like Brownie and um, you know Brad Harvey, Kizar, Brader, those sort of guys. Um, hopefully, we can you know show a bit of leadership and and really develop the group to, to have a massive year. Well, that's fantastic. I think we're, so, I think we're well poised next year for both 
both grades, senior and reserve, to really go deep into finals and may, maybe win both flags. I believe it, Our, our depth is, is terrific. You're absolutely year. right, Brad. Yeah. I, I believe it. That's yeah. exactly what we should be aiming for. Yeah. So, thanks for coming along, Herbie. It's really great now. I, I, the reason I asked that previous question is because There'll be, there may be a Tuesday night when you can just leave training a little bit early. You don't have to do selection or you don't have to do anything. We might get you down to the beach house and we'll do your, have your own episode of the Trail on the Wing. And that'll be fantastic because we have got a bit of flack from other podcasts about not having you on the Trail on the Wing, which is unbelievable. So thanks for coming along. You have been on the Trail on the Wing before. Not that you remember it. <laughs> Hopefully you remember today. Yeah, I'll remember today. Absolutely. <laughs> It's been great to have you along. Thanks for your insight. Thanks for your time and um, look forward to seeing you out in the field doing your magical stuff next season. Good on you, mate. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me, Teddy. Good on you, oh, BJ. You've done, actually you've done, special a good, comments. done a pretty good job. Well done. You're actually, yeah, not bad. You're, not only are you 10, better so. than your old man, but you're at least an inch taller. <laughs> oh, cool, Dance. Thanks, everyone. The little darling, smiles we Turn into the face Little darling It seems like years Since it was here Here comes the sun Here comes the sun And I say It's alright Alright, we're back on the air And we've BJ is our new uh, co-host, and he's doing a magnificent job. Taking over from Wazza. Wazza's gone. He's Waza's home. He's gone. done. I'm Nick, taking Nick over. Nick hasn't even bothered to turn up. Same height. Yeah, same. No, I'm uh, taller. <laughs> and we've we've pulled one out of the crowd. We've pulled out one of the line. Co- what? A, we'll he's ask the, him what he's his the official ex backline coach, ex but the, the current coach. new backline Co- coach somehow. Yeah. Nah, so the last two years been the midfield coach. Yeah. Actually, well, you're not supposed so to speak yet until I introduce oh, you. Anyway, we've got, we got Sammy Scheller here. G'day, Noodles. How you going? Welcome to the Trail on the Wing. I think it's your first time on the Trail on the Wing. Yes, You've been itching to get on the Trail on the Wing. I know you have. I do. I do love a podcast. He's, t- he's, he's told me he's itching. Uh, he was on the he's t- been hold on. He was. I heard him on a podcast recently. And that, that was the podcast that made me listen to the next podcast, which was Mitch Herbison, yep. where they bagged the tree on the wing. I couldn't believe it. Unbelievable. Yeah, anyway. Sammy, welcome to the tree on the wing. What, what do you, where do you think the footy club's going to go next year? Where, where, what's your job and where do you think you're going to go? Good question. Uh, oh, I just think it's going to go from... Oh, here we go. There we go, that's better. Um, oh, just from strength to strength. I think last year was pretty tough with the COVID stuff. Some guys were sort of, you know, in and out of really enjoying it sort of thing. But I think we can see sort of now everything's starting to open up, getting together today. Uh, Dan coming on board as a fresh coach. Yeah, I think, you know, we're going to be around. How have you coped with that, Sam? Like, like you've been coaching at a um, pretty high level at the footy club for a pretty long time. You've obviously got yourself a few accreditations as a coach, um, both in cricket and footy, and you've, and you've been involved in that for a while. But one of the things that, that you find as a coach that you really need is continuity and just... How, how have you found that with the breakdown? It just keeps breaking down all the time. How have you found that personally as a, as a coach? Yeah, I guess um, I guess probably my biggest thing for my coaching is the relationships I have with all the boys. Like I play with them, a lot of them are my best mates, and you sort of use them as a bit of a sounding board for how they're feeling. And, you know, as a coaching group, we try and plan things. We plan training, 
functions even, get-togethers, and then to literally have them collapse on you without any notice, it's pretty draining. So, look, I could probably speak for a lot of the guys. We were we were sort of almost happy at the end of the year when they just made the call. Like, yeah. yes, we were still on the hunt, but, you know, there was no crowds, there was no feeling. The guys just were so mentally drained, and the coaches as well. So The idea that the Battle of the Bridge would be played with something on the line. It wasn't just any old mm. Battle of the Bridge, it was a final in front of no crowd. Yep. I was almost I was almost glad that it didn't happen. Yeah, I, I agree. Especially like the match we had here early in the year, like it was unbelievable. Yeah, probably one of the biggest time. home and away definitely, crowds. Definitely the Odin one. Yeah. After like, that. It was such a good game, five points. Yeah. Uh, their full forward kicking bag, Brownie kicking a bag. Yeah. And yeah, to have that build up of or oh, Battle of the Bridge in a final and then it's sort of, you could see here the way it was going with the crowds not being out there, and it was like, it would almost just be a shame in a way. Almost in the same season, it would have said everything about where country footy was at, because that that day, even even though we lost, that was the best ever, that's the best country footy can yeah. offer, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. Where you've got two massive rivals, exactly. and, you, and they p- both play out of their skins, especially Ocean Grove yeah. played out of their skins yeah. that day. That boy, Pato, yeah. he's a good player, but he never played like that before. Nah. I've seen him play a lot of footy, junior footy and that, and and I've seen him play once like that. Yeah. And he just played out of his skin, and a few of them did, and a few of our blokes played out of their skins. Brownie had a great day. It was a pass player's day. It was everything that it should be. And and then the idea that we might play him in a final in front of no one, yeah. that almost meant nothing. Yeah. You could see in that uh, that first game when we played them that the bloke who kicked all the goals to them, like he just fed off the crowd. Like yes, and you could, young energetic team. Yep. They had all their red supporters over there, and like obviously coaching on the bench. You turn around and look, we had enormous support with the blokes yep. behind us on the hill. The past players day down the pocket, and it was just that last quarter. It was just like oh we're coming, we're coming, we came, then they came back and. Yeah, then to sort of approach a final of like, well, we're going to be able to hear a pin drop out there, and how do you, how do you, you know, when you've got, you're not supposed to have nearly thousands of people there supporting you. So, hopefully, it just sets it up for next year when we have a crack here and a crack over there, and then look the way they're going and the way I, I think we're going to be, we'll be probably playing another final against each other. I think, yeah. I think Teddy, it's hard to actually know what would have happened in that uh, final if we played up against them. Would we have beat him? Would they have beat us? Who knows? Because of the year that happened last year. Yeah, I can so. tell you, they've, they've, they're they've, building they've a massive... They've definitely gotten better, yeah. They've definitely They're building better. a massive belief yeah, system are, amongst sure. themselves. And, they are, for sure. They are. And they, so, are, so they are think we. they're like, coming. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, so I used to have... I play in the footy club golf day with uh, Paul Sutton, who's over there. And I always used to say to him, I said, you've got such good juniors, you've got the numbers, just the direction you're going with your senior coaching, it's just like with the Lynchy and all that. I said, just look after what you've got and you'll get the rewards yeah. for it and... Look, that, I went and watched them in the round one again, uh, against Torquay down there, and they got poleaxed. But they were pretty... It was a, still but a pretty a good, good standard of yeah. footy. And I sort of went, I went and watched with Herbie, and I sort of thought, geez, they're going to be a pretty entertaining yes. sort of bunch they of people are. to watch. Yep. They're going to win games. Well, they're going to lose. Yep. And that game against us was a perfect yep. example. And look, they're so, major rivals. It is what it is. But I just love the fact they're looking after their kids, yep. and they're going to reap the rewards. And are, hopefully yeah. we're playing big finals against them yep. for the next however I long. Agree. Much, much, much time spent on the Ocean Grove Footy Club here. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're all true. about let's, 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 uh, let's ditch that off pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Sam, so this year coming up, so can you please outline what is your actual position in the Bonus Football Club? Yep. And what is your ambitions for us next year? What, what realistic expectations of both 
reserves and um, seniors. Yep. What do you reckon where we can finish and what's going to happen? Yeah, so I've caught up with uh, Dan uh, a couple of times now and just sort of discussing a bit of a role. So uh, just for myself, wanting to get as much knowledge about footy as I can. So yep. I'm going to sort of step back and do a lot of the defensive stuff, help out the back line. I'll do a lot of opposition stuff as well. Yep. So, you know, if we come up against... Uh, an ocean grove will be like rodeo we've got to stop a couple of these guys give that information to dan to use and yep. yeah just sort of use that that knowledge that i've got from being involved i guess for as, as many years as i have so nice in terms of expectations for us look on both sides top three yep. to start off with and then hopefully go from there and nice. challenge for some pretty high finals what are the mechanics of that sam How, so if you're going to do oppo stuff how do you is that is that a sit down and watch the the opposition's game from Two weeks ago or a week ago or what, what does that look like? So it's a bit of both. So it's, a, it's more about a past knowledge as well. So having like played against them previously, you sort of pick up on where those guys are. A little bit trickier with new recruits. So that's when you've got to go back and watch and try and see, you know, how they, you know, move the footy, where their dangerous players play. It's not, it's not obviously as serious as AFL or that, but I've sort of been a big fan of you can limit the opposition's best two or three players at this sort of level of footy. It's going to go a long way to helping us win the game of footy. So... Yeah, it's um it's pretty exciting I reckon. So for, as I said, fresh voice. We've got a preseason camp down in Apollo Bay coming up in in the short future, so it'll be a good time to get together and well the boys were getting flogged, I won't be getting flogged, I'll be flogging them. So now nah, I'm just excited to um It must be exciting for a bloke <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a bloke to first, stand there and from, just crack the whip at him. From a from a player's perspective, I've never actually gone on like a preseason training trip or a training camp with everyone. So that's this why is you've actually... just won the seconds best in Ferris, mate. <laughs> can can you say that again? What actually what was it? That's why you've just won the reserve. Yeah, thank, you, thank, thank you, Teddy. But that's what I mean. This is one of the first times I've actually gone away with a group of blokes and done this. It's, it's exciting. So no, so, I think I just like you know, where the transitions happen with Troy obviously stepping down. Um, look, Dan's, Dan's resume is really impressive. He's been an impressive guy. So from what I can see, the whole list has jumped on board again. Yeah. And, you know, I think the break might be working our favour, you know, get a little bit of hunger back. Yeah. We're going to have crowds back. Everybody's getting double vaccinated. So, yeah. look, let's just have, jump into pre-season and... Hopefully next year we're back to normal. That's what we're, we're It's exciting. About. Yeah. So i got a question for you, Sam. And hopefully we can pin this for next year. Senior best and fairest. Who do you reckon for the season 2022? Oh, that's a good who question. Who do you reckon outright as well? No joint, no nothing. Who do you reckon is going to win it? Rightio. I'll go for Charlie Hurst. Charlie Hurst is going to win next Hurst. year. Best Charlie and Hurst. Right, so do you I'm have one, not, Teddy, at just, all? Do I have one? Yeah, for next year, who do you reckon is going to win the senior best and fairest? I reckon if his body, if his body stands up and he, he can get a whole season out of him, yep. I reckon the Mitchell Herbison. Yeah. He hasn't won one yet. <laughs> and he's... It's probably because he doesn't vote for himself. Yeah. <laughs> he can't, he can't he's also, vote. like, well, you stand on the hill on a Saturday, and I'll, I'll do I'll do a bit of hill talk. I'll take a bit of time. A bit of nostalgia. Yep. A bit of hill talk. And we, we talk about, and we're coming up to our 100th year of the footy club. There's probably five or six names in the mix for the best player that's ever played for yep. the footy club. Yep. This is one of them. Yeah, Absolutely. Who'd be, who'd be the other five, you reckon? Oh, uh, if, you, if you say five Dennis, or six, Dennis five Johnson. Six, Dennis Johnson. That's, that's another podcast. Warren, yeah, yeah that's me. Warren Mitchell's not in there. But Mitch is, <laughs> cer- Mitch is certainly like well, I keep saying. Like we're 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 probably watching the best player that's yeah. probably ever played for. Has, our footy he'd be up there for sure. He's the most important player in our footy club. Yeah. At we the prob- moment, we probably um. Well, I I, I admit it. As a co- we probably take it for granted. No, oh, just sure how, how good he is. is. You know, yeah. like we see his coaching and his playing. Like we all saw when he went into South Bowen and that and. Even the grand final that we won, like he was 
you know, probably the best player on the ground, but it's just yeah. his level's so high. So good. That, you know, it's just so far above everybody else's. So I, I totally agree. If he's healthy, which we all hope he is, yeah. he can play any position on the ground, you know, wherever we need him, he can play. So, yeah. look, I'd love, hopefully his body's right. You know, he's got a little bit less pressure as not, just not having to coach this year. So hopefully yeah. he goes out and hopefully he wins the, our BNF and the sure. league BNF. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Yeah. Can, I, yeah. can I throw my, who I think for next, oh, next year's going to be? It's not, it's not going to be, be biased at all because one of my best mates, Kyle Polly, I think he's going to have to. Well, he's already ne- got one. He's that's what one. I mean, but it's not for the next year. I yeah. think next year, Kyle Polly, roll off halfback, same thing. I reckon well, he's going to win. Best one thing I've again. said about Kyle Polly since he's, he's probably, he's, He'd be one of the best, his, best players to play for this footy Probably club, sixth or seventh game. He just he, he does one thing. Uh, he does one. He does the same thing every week. But it's good always. It's, he does his job. Doesn't yep. get beat. He just does his yeah. job and every he's week. Too good. You know, he's I just too good. watch the way he plays, and he just does his job yep. every week. Well, that's yep. the thing as a coach. And you that's know, been, you've got blokes and on that's your been, magnets. Yeah. That's been the strength of our footy club for the last five years. Is that everybody knows their role yep. and they yep. go out and do their job. And when at when that breaks down, we don't win. Yep. And simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's it, it. Like as a coaching group, you know, you have guys on your board, and you go, "Well, I can just put him there." I know what you're going to get from him, yep. and that's that's when they talk about role players. Like Cole's more than a role player, but if you play your role, yep. you're going to win more games than you lose. So. Yeah, that's right. Funny enough, since Cole, since that Queensland game when he debuted, he's not ever gone down or up. He's just done the same thing every single week. Every week he's beaten his blow. Every single week, and look at him right now. He's probably yep. two, three, like the top. Yeah. Best in our whole team. So. Yep. I think we're pretty lucky as a group too. Like, you know, Kyle, he's 24, 25. Yep. A lot of Future, those guys yeah. are only 25, 26 years old. Yep. So they're all loyal. They all remain pretty hungry. So, you know, they just keep lifting their standards every little bit, every yep. year. We're going to be a pretty hard team and to come no, up against. Just Agreed. back to Kyle, and we did speak about, I hate doing it, but we come back to it. The That Ocean Grove game, after that game, I remember speaking to, I remember speaking to Kyle and Kyle saying, why didn't they just put me on that bloke? Yeah. <laughs> and, I've and heard I, this a lot of times, but I, And I asked Troy Mitchell about it, and he said, why would we do it? Yeah. We, we do it in the final. Yeah. Let him have it. Yeah. Let him have it. That's a good point. Yeah. We, we've, we, we know what this – we want to see what this kid can do. I, th- I, th- I think, Teddy, a lot, you could have done a lot of things that day. Seriously, yeah. you could have been done this, done that, done that. But it was that, just a home that, away game. Seriously, though, what? Hey, what look, mean? As I said, it was yeah. one of my favourite days ever at the footy. We lost Absolutely, the game. Who yeah. gives a shit? Yep. It was a great game, great day at the at the, at the footy. It didn't really matter yep. for much at the end of the year. Hey Sam, thanks yep. very much for joining us. Thank you, Sam. Thanks very much for uh, the time you put in. You how how old were you when you first came down to the Bowen's Footy Club, Sam? Oh yeah, it would have been five or six, I reckon. I was kicking to Derek Herbison's Oz Kick program. Yeah. So you've been here a long time. You've played a bit of senior footy. You've played a lot of yep. a lot of footy at the club. A lot of junior footy, reserves yep. footy, senior footy. Yep. And now you're one of the yep. top coaches at the club. You're a well-known yeah, person in the sure. club, and it's great to have you on the train yep. on the wing. Thanks for coming along. Nah, thanks for having and, me. Thanks, and Sam. all the best for next year, and I hope things go as well as you yep. expect them to go. Yep, that's it. Yep. High expectations now. When Give we're me a game, like please, Sam. Uh, I'll, I'll accept payments <laughs> later. Oh, oh, thanks, very good. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thank thanks, you. boys. Well done. All right, thanks, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a big day. We've gonna, I'm going to pull a pin on it now. I'll be sticking in Nipper's input, which will just be his cheerio. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. So, ladies and gentlemen, pick up your ass, pick up your glass, stop your talking and start your walking. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.
Cheerio. In a single week, shortly after the recording of this episode, the Bowen Heads community lost four identities. Danny Murphy, who was a lifelong identity from the Tin Shed, former Bowen Heads Football and Netball Club president, and past Trail on the Wing guest Simon Lont, and former player and a regular band leader at footy club social events Trevor Bishop. And of course, we also lost the Trail on the Wing that week. We wish the families and friends of these three wonderful men our deepest condolences. As a special tribute, the music for this episode is taken from a live recording I found of Trevor Bishop, Varley. Little darling, it seems like years since it was here. But here comes the sun. Here comes the sun and I say it's all right. Thank you very much, gentlemen, and time is called and we must piss off.